You are now listening to Light Power. Shine so someone can see you. Yes, you can shine too. From this day forward, I'm only going to do intentional television. Everything you try to do is already done. So when I figured that out, oh, what I'm putting out is what's coming back. Let me get real clear about what it is I'm putting out. Real clear, do intentional television. I use this principle of intention for everything. I don't do anything without thinking about what is the real reason. What is the real motivation? What is the energy of my intention that's going to go into my thoughts and action and then be returned back to me? The reason we remain number one for 25 straight years is because every single day I would have a pre-show meeting. Thank you for the word that we just received from our partners, Riala Vision. You can find Riala Vision's information inside the show notes of this podcast. Um, This podcast is entitled Give and Then Overgive. Uh, In this podcast, I wanted to share some thoughts that have really resonated with me since I've come into this new level of awareness. And this has been something that has been an underneath problem and it's very personal, but I chose to share this because I knew that somebody would be able to either one, number one, see themselves in my story um, and make some type of corrections or at least see a problem down the line and not lose track of thought when it comes to this importance of giving and, and knowing the the correct means of giving, the correct way of giving. Not necessarily that there is only one way, but there are incorrect ways where we try to project our own internal beliefs onto other people when we tend to, um, in, 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 in simple terms, throw shade for someone doing things that are not up to your personal level of awareness because we fail to realize the true concept that yes, all is self and everyone is also where they are in their own time space reality. And for you to project where you are onto another person, especially if the relationship or the understanding between the two is not on such a level, it becomes more of the same problem that we are looking to find ourselves free from. So with that being said, I'll go ahead and jump right into the story of the giving as a youth, at least when it comes personally to me. When I was a youth, I had the inclination to always give just because I liked the feeling of other people feeling good. And um, that kind of turned into a substance for me. I used that as something to engage in frequently, I would find myself doing things to make other people happy. And the hypersensitive version of this will fall into like the label of a people pleaser. But that would be part of the incorrect way of giving that we spoke about. A people pleaser is giving other people what they actually expect or desire at a loss of self or a loss of self-respect in the sense that each thing that you put out into the universe 
is granted to you because you deserved it by the act of giving. So in that type of giving, we are actually giving in in reverse because there actually isn't a desire to be giving in that sense, but it's created and it's kind of falsely created because we don't really need to make everyone happy. That's a job that each person has for themselves. And to take up such a position is is toxically trying to be a giver. So while I was a child, I found myself actually going to the supermarkets and the stores and learning every single location where the cameras were because I knew that if anything were going to be coming home with me with the idea that I didn't have enough currency with me, that was going to come home with me anyway. So I just needed to know where it was going to join me. <laughs> and uh, these days were good because all days are good. But at that particular time in my um, infancy, really, I don't know, 10, 11 years old, I would be collecting candy, candy, fructose, that sweet goodness. <laughs> and I'd be distributing it to the peers that I had either at school, in the house, cousins, friends, family, whoever, wherever. And not like I would just go grab candy to give it out on the street, but more like at the places that I would frequently visit, communities like church and things of that nature. Um, as I was, you know, still a, a young, I don't even know if I was, a, I wasn't even a teenager, but at that time, I saw what I was trying to do. I can look at myself now and reflect and see what I was trying to do and understand why I was doing it. And it wasn't because um, I love the system, because I, I, dis I obviously showed a different type of respect towards that which we call the system. But I was actually just out for what I knew people would appreciate in a way. And... I did whatever it took for me to have that by which I needed to give. I did whatever it took and I actually got in some, you know, some situations based on this behavior when I was in youth. Um, I mean, all that to say is this. I've learned what it means to give. I've also learned how not to give. And I've also learned why it's important to give. Though I was doing such crazy things as a, a young kid, I was still experiencing the love that I was transferring to others. I was seeing it in all sides of my life. I was seeing it in the different types of upgrades and the different things that I was able to learn and transcend because of. So I don't actually have any regrets. Sorry, the list is empty. But um, I'm just only grateful for the transformation that it has brought into my life. Because if I look into what I'm doing right now and I look at myself from an observational standpoint, this platform reunites intelligence, wisdom, and freedom. Because these three things kind of need to be together or else you wouldn't have a true level of expression in each of those separate sections of life that we label. And with that being said, it's just to say, 
that this platform is to reunite people with information. And how did I get that information? Well, I ran and I did whatever it took for me to go get it. Why am I sharing this information? Because I think and I know and I feel that it's valuable. Just the same way I was doing when I was a kid. So how did I get here? And where did I come from? Because the way I'm speaking about this subject will kind of mean that somewhere along the way, I kind of stopped giving. And that's exactly how I feel. And that's actually the true purpose behind this particular podcast episode. I wanted to share how I feel. I lost the track that I was on for myself, by myself, determined for me by the creator. And it's accessible through the love space. So let me go ahead and break down me sharing this information first. So as this information is dissolved and downloaded into my mind by the act of reading, listening, watching TV, which is actually for me, um, YouTube and podcasts, I don't actually watch television. I might hear about the news here and there, but I don't have a TV to look at because I don't really want one because I don't want my mind to be captivated by images that are not uh, accelerating me to a higher potential. Okay, so when we're learning, we are talking about the realm of the mind, We're talking about the brain, above your throat, above your shoulders. This area is where your information is coming through, coming through your eyes, maybe sometimes through your hands, but for the most part, you have to be seeing what you're dissolving or downloading or digesting, or consuming. So when this happens, you have to pretty much articulate, you have to store, you have to remember, you have to comprehend. So many things are going on in your brain just at the same time. Once that information is understood, sometimes it's like you just kind of want to share from that particular area. And for me, my process, I was learning. And then the next step was for me to share what I was learning because it's reciprocal. Life is reciprocal. Nothing happens without the ebb and then the flow. You know, like above and below, we always have these contrast polarities and you can't really hold up any part of any of the process because then it causes like a blockade. And that's what I'm about to tell you about. So in the accumulating stage, I was realizing that I wanted to share the information. But what I didn't do was I didn't internalize the information. So what had happened was I would have the information in my mind and it would proceed to come straight out of my mouth. And the way that the information came in and the way that the information is going out. They're different, but they don't allow for other people to accept them unless others have already reached that uh, realm of the mind. As far as um, I would use high intelligence or something like um, teachability. You have made yourself teachable again, because after we go through a lot of these stages in life, we become unteachable, unteachable to life. Life would be teaching us the same thing. We'll be going through it for 10, 15 different iterations. And each lesson is the same, except it's staged differently. And we just keep not getting through. So it seems like we're not moving ahead in life. But that's because we're not seeing the challenges being presented to us by the creator. Because that's the way that we're going to evolve based upon how we've already decided uh, subconsciously. So I wasn't realizing that I could. I think I almost lost my train of thought. But I wasn't realizing that. Um, the information was coming out of my mouth the same velocity, let's say, as it was coming in. Not really, but I'll just say. And uh, what I should have been doing was taking time to internalize the information, meaning 
uh, bringing it from my mind into my heart and understanding how it would be relatable to another person. You understand what I'm saying? So the first version or the first stage of this process allowed me to see that I was being forceful, not only to myself, but to other people. But that's because that's what was needed. And I don't see that it was going to happen any other way. I had to learn how to do this by doing it wrong. However many times was needed because nobody's counting and everything that I fail at or win at belongs to me. So if you win at three things and you fail at zero things because you're too afraid to try anything, nobody even knows that number. That number pretty much doesn't even exist. You just have what you have to share with your life. And someone else who takes no care of that number increasing because it doesn't even increase because this is a place to fail, learn, and grow. So I don't see why we should keep track of those things unless it's somehow helpful. Um, but for someone else who has not keep track or has not taken track of these numbers, their failures could be 15,000 failures and they can have 10 wins. But those wins will mean so much more because they've had to go through some type of trials and tribulations to achieve or acquire that. How many people get into a relationship off of, hey, you're cute, want a date? Well, if they got on early, they probably gonna fall off early too because most people like to make sure that, you know, the person I'm going to engage with can at least sustain, you know, an intellectual conversation or at least uh, admire or appreciate the, rec the the different sections of life that I appreciate because without that, there's not much to be talking about. So the same way, you have to, you kind of have to spend that time with the information so that you can accumulate that type of intimacy to the point that you can share from a, a, a heart space or from your heart space after it comes down from the mindset. Because from there, you have to pretty much mature with the information. Without that maturity, you won't be able to relate the message in a way that's acceptable or appreciative or appreciated in, in, in a better word. So I feel that I found my way into that forceful idea or that uh, that less caring feeling space based on what I've gone through just to become who I am today. Somewhere along the way, before information increased in its value in my personal perspective, I was very um, engaged in different online business, well, not online businesses, but different businesses. At that time, it was just at that time, it was just cell phone repairs and computer electronics repairs from my dorm room in college. And um, after that, it turned into other things. But from that perspective, I was desiring to increase in my level of service. And I also realized that I had certain ideas in mind or mental traits that were holding me back from delivering at a higher level. So I had to make a personal and conscious decision to separate myself, myself from elongated periods of time spent with other people who were not assisting me or assisting themselves and gaining such a perspective because someone can 
go to a park where children are playing and see a tree and marvel at the tree. Wow, that's a big tree. I haven't seen a tree that big and beautiful before. The leaves are so green. I think it has some fruit, but it seems like it's really high. What kind of tree is that? Like, that's kind of like admiring. But then somebody else would just be like, oh, this is a nice park. They wouldn't see the tree. They will just see the park altogether, and they wouldn't really be able to zero in on that type of uh, care or focus. Um, but I think I just went off point for a second, honestly. I just looking out the window and saw a tree, and then that's what happened. Um, so getting back to it, I was focusing on finding myself with people that were thinking faster, in a sense, some type of improvement for their personal self, some type of self-development in their mental factory. Those are the types of people I put myself around. And uh, although I couldn't find a, a, a good handful of them where I was located locally, I was still able to engage with them by their content that they create, by the videos that they create, by the books that they write, and things of that nature. Um, in this process, it made me a little bit more, I wouldn't say it just it just made me a little bit more energy focused, you know. Like I I was thinking about the energy that I'm given every day, you know, the the minutes that we have each and every day, and how I could make the most out of those because I wanted to give at a level that I don't see anybody giving that, and I knew I couldn't give unless I had, so I put myself on a journey of accumulating, <laughs> in a sense. Um, and the reciprocation that I was doing with communities and the reciprocation that I was doing with other people went from about 90 to a five because the circle got smaller. Um, and another piece of that was as I found how strenuous and stressful this process was, I took upon myself to reduce how much I was given because I knew I needed. And that's what I did. It was working for some time. It worked for some years. But when coming back to engage, those giving centers got to be turned back on. Yes, there's a lot of personalities walking around. There's a lot of different vibrations that we don't even want to be dealing with all the time, really. And I think that's perfectly normal. Some people don't need access to you. Some people don't need to be able to dial into you as soon as ever and any time that they want to. You know, it's not a necessity. That's just a preconceived notion that we have because... When someone has your number, they can call. That don't mean shh, okay? <laughs> but I found myself a little bit still in that process of absorbing, learning, buying courses, watching videos, taking notes, and um, practicing and implementing. And um, I wasn't sharing what I was learning. I wasn't sharing what I was learning. So that right there is pretty much where the blockade was and is now being up unpacked from. Because after after this entire journey, I created some preconceived notions for myself that I actually didn't think about before this podcast, but now that they're present in my awareness, I'm gonna speak about them because every single time you release, you actually let go. So that's why it's really good to share, whether, however, whenever, just share. Uh, so the preconceived notion was that um, nobody was working for what I was getting, so they shouldn't get it or something similar. Um, I don't actually have a clear 
understanding of what it is, but it's pretty much what I said. I can just feel it in my in my my mental realm right now as I'm speaking and as I'm sharing that idea just too loud to ignore. So that's pretty much how life circumstances caused me to decide on how I was going to behave. You know, I was in college. I was taking a loan and still in debt with that loan. Um, And I was also requiring, well, I actually was just living and didn't have enough money. So I was getting money from my parents. And at that time, I wasn't, I was probably like 18, 19 years old. I had a job a little later on, which was at Staples, that was allowing me to increase my income. Um, but somewhere along the way, I realized from the information I was receiving from authors somewhere around the names of Napoleon Hill, and I can leave some others in the uh, show notes, or actually create a page on Light Power's website where I'll put out the information I've learned, all the people I know. Um, but it was it was only after I understood this information that I realized that money is the essence of time and energy. The time and energy you spend at work, they pay you for that. That's the exchange. So once you've accumulated these units, this type of money, currency, dollar bills, once you got those, that is a replacement card for your time and energy. So how you spend your time and energy is how your in, your income actually increases because money's a vehicle so it should be moving and the way you move money is by investing it into um, products or services but we can talk about that later on as well because this particular podcast is about giving but I will wrap that up with when you put your money in places where um, the money can be moved for example if you buy some type of products that people need you buy them at a wholesale cost. You're putting your money into a vehicle so that it can move. Your money comes back to you as you distribute those units of shea butter. So out of putting $100 into some shea butter, you can turn the $100 after everything has been distributed into about $300. Instead of keeping that $100 in your bank account and just going to work on Monday. I mean, yeah, go to work on Monday, but then have $95 in your bank account. For a couple, for a week. Well, I mean, not necessarily, but I hope you understand what I'm trying to explain. Because, and let's say that's a separate bank account. It's not even your personal bank. You just open a bank account, put $100 there to start your business. So that's how we have to start understanding money, but that's in another sense. Um, So pretty much I want to wrap it up and get back to how did I fix this giving problem? Well, first, I wasn't able to fix it until I realized what was happening. I wasn't able to fix it until I realized that I haven't been giving. So this takes a little bit of reflection, or a lot of it, maybe. A lot of reflection, uh, spending time with yourself, spending time with your experiences, and literally understanding what happened and why things happened. You don't need to come up with an answer. You just have to pose the question. You never need to come up with the answer. You just have to pose a question. The answer is normally going to knock at your door. Be like, yo, you called me? But either way, um, some things that we could do to fix. Uh, Right now, I've embraced writing in a gratitude journal. It's been 
literally the I wouldn't say the icing on the cake because I'm sure there's another layer I got to put on and the icing is normally the last layer but it would be pretty much like some toppings on my pizza it's really been I can't stop doing it I've been writing my thankfuls which I am so pretty much I would write a page or about 10 15 or 20 different words or phrases sorry and the phrases would be I am thankful for and I would listen into my heart or however I was feeling that morning to find things to be grateful for like sometimes I could be waking up to you know somebody at my door talking to me and I really want to I really wouldn't want that so how I would you know write something about that day that feeling I got in the morning kind of threw me off I would just be grateful for my hands and my feet I start from my breath I think about I'm grateful I'm grateful that I can write because it's hard when you're enclosed so you start inside don't worry about being enclosed just get a, just get concentrated on starting and um, so I do that in the morning and then I also follow it up in the evening at the last as the last thing that I do before I go to sleep because I don't want to go to sleep with the wrong thing. You understand what I'm saying? You don't want to go to sleep with the wrong idea in mind about how this thing is not working or how people don't appreciate what I'm sharing. You don't want to go to sleep with that because your subconscious mind, which we'll talk about in another podcast, your subconscious mind is going to pretty much digest and dis- and distribute that information alongside of your alongside your mind it's kind of like your body does repairs at night and um what happens in your mind is i mean i don't even know how to express it fully but you'll you'll notice the difference when you sleep on a bad idea or you sleep with anger in your heart i know somewhere in your bible it says some words along those lines about um, dealing with anger in that way. Um, but yes, yeah, so the gratitude journal would be the first thing that I have realized that is very impactful to my life. And I, at this point, cannot stop doing it. I don't, it's not that I've tried to stop or that I'm considered stopping. It's just that I have to say it that way. It's something that I, I don't even know where I would be. Like, I can't see myself without a journal. I can't see myself without inscribing thoughts into my own mind. I can't see myself without that. How can I, where am I what am I going to be manifesting if I'm not doing it? If I'm not recording it? If I'm not documenting my thoughts that come to me? So that would be the first thing, the gratitude journal. Uh, the second thing would be helping others. Um, when we talk about helping others, we can be doing that in a lot of different ways. And some of them don't have to be personalized. For example, if you want to go to a child's hospital, and I'm not speaking like I've done any of these things that I'm mentioning right now. I'll I'll let you know what I've done. But um, whatever type of communities that you can help. Um, But what I have done is just helping the people around me. And that can contribute to like the IE family, like the immediate family you have. That can also contribute to the people that you are in contact with and just giving them more of you, more of your best. Um, and then outside of that type of normal, just helping, giving, being friendly, being kind, there's more of the physical aspect, which is more like saying to someone, have a blessed day. 
how when was the last time you said have a blessed day to a stranger to a stranger at the front door or the front register just because just because when was the last time someone who didn't have such a great attitude you gave them a piece of love with your words when was the last time see things like that that we do that impact other people even if it's a subtle full smace full if it, even if it's a subtle smile that someone sends you as you smile at them with your full teeth showing just because you're feeling like a thousand because you shine so someone can see you because you radiating and you know that person just gives you a subtle smile back that's called cash money in the bank that's the emotional bank balance you're making other people find the good feeling by distributing it and we'll talk about the energetic bank balance later it transmute transfers into the physical bank um but those are just ways of quote unquote helping others. So there's another section of helping others I want to touch on, which is helping others by way of your skills. So whatever talents that you've developed, whether it's whatever skills and gifts that you were born with, that you cultivated, that you accumulated, that you learned, however you got them, whatever you have that other people need, that's another way to help others by utilizing your skills, by believing in yourself enough to decide that your skills are valuable by being able enough to set the value on your skills and make it um, a great experience for everybody who engages with you on that particular topic or need. Because when you do this, number one, it increases your emotional bank balance, especially when you put your soul into your work, meaning that you put your best in everything that you do. Um, also, it transfers into your physical bank balance because we don't be doing things for quote unquote free in that sense when it comes to time energy so um those are just two things right there and also give more than you're charging for you know that's it that's the over give aspect when it, when we talk about give then over give because when you add additional value into what you're giving it just allows for that void space to be filled and I have to say it that way because most people think that when they give, you know, the bottom of the the bottom of the give bucket is rusty now because I don't have nothing. Well, that's how it would work if we weren't living in a spiritual world being told things are just physical. Because when you give, when you sow, you must reap. It's not you can. It's not maybe you might. It's you will reap. You will reap what you sow. So in that sense, sow good things. Sow good seeds. Sow seeds that nobody can pay you for. Sow seeds that nobody can know the owner of. And it still transfers massive amounts of value and love into their life. So that would be helping others with skills. And... Um... So two other ways real quick that you can help others. You can help others by exploring yourself, finding yourself, and being yourself. When you do this, you cause other people to interact with a unique and authentic person. And if they don't have the characteristics that they're noticing, they're going to question why, why they don't have them and find themselves one day on the path of pursuing that. 
is a very healthy way to interact with society by being your best self. It causes other people to know what it is to interact with such a person, what it is to be in the presence of such a person and seeing how that person makes other people feel and seeing how that person offers and, and shows different ways of support to that, that particular community. Because it brings a sense of vibrancy that is not there when the only things that are important are how uh, organizational authority, authoritative figures do their work. Because everybody now has a hood on and they're walking with their head down. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's going to be who they are if they're always going to be criticized for who they are. So that's why you're going to have to just tell everybody to stop talking and mute them and actually go within and figure out who you are and become your best self so that when you present yourself to the world, when you present yourself to society, they have the opportunity to see someone of great stature, to see someone of high respect for themselves, to be in, in the process of self-development consistently, to become something proud for themselves. It's not even for any type of quote-unquote glamour, social media photos in this pose right here, right here by this beach, right here on this lake, uh, right here in this high story, uh, three bedroom loft, you know, check the background, we're lit, you know, uh, but it's more about that person who finds the self-development within themselves just to be the best, just to be their best self. And all those other things are just trinkets. The true value would never go even if the bank collapsed tomorrow. You understand what I'm saying? And then the last thing would be to exercise. To be to exercise. Exercise. I'm going to actually pull up the definition for exercise. Because I like. I won't, I won't go into the etymology because um, we don't really need to do that. But I just want to pull that up real quick. Go, go Google. I appreciate that. Activity requiring physical effort. Carried out to, sorry, carried out to sustain or improve health and fitness. A process or activity carried out for a specific purpose. Exercise. A product or, or activity carried out for a specific purpose. When I say exercise, most people think of the gym first. And we can talk about the gym first. Do your body a favor by giving to your body the opportunity to stay youthful, the opportunity to stay flexible, to stay strong. Give that to your body. Give that to yourself. And overgive. Because this is not something that you can be paid too much for. This is not something that your bank would not have enough to deposit. Like, we don't have enough space for that deposit. Sorry, sir. No, this bank is called the health bank. And the health bank pretty much stores up everything else for your life. So it's an ideal aspect of giving to give to yourself the opportunity to stretch every morning that you get the chance to go to the gym each day, whenever days you have the opportunity. Um, but outside of this, the term of physical exercise, I want to talk about the actual true definition of exercise, which we found, I feel is actually the second one. Um, a process or activity carried out for a specific purpose, especially one concerned with a specific, a specified area or skill. We have to exercise our skill of thinking. 
we have to exercise our skill of relating. We have to exercise our skill of critical thinking. There are other skills and other ideas within us that we have the opportunity to exercise. So I want you to think about this. When was the last time you exercised your talent? When was the last time you exercised a God-given skill? Because these types of things are daily Christmas presents that you can give to yourself. And I love and I love that analogy. I really do. I'm going to write it down. Um, but we should uh, think about exercise outside of the physical aspect only because we have a lot of other aspects that we can think about character traits or ideals within us to exercise. Yeah. Yeah. We have that. It's, it's a lot that we have. It's amazing to know that we have all these different types of opportunities to grow, to expand. So I would love for you to think about that last question. Um, what talents do you have that you haven't exercised? So with all of that being said, exercise your body, exercise your mind, exercise your gifts, exercise your talents, exercise your relationship, do something new, like exercise the love that you've shared so much and see how you can take it to another level. You know, exercise with your partner by getting moving somewhere. Go somewhere and do something active. Have both of your bodies being exercised, given to your bodies, given to yourselves. Give it a try and see how it see how it turns out. But with that being said, those are the solutions that I've presented today on. I don't know what to call it, the giving crisis or something. Because uh, I'm actually making this recording because I've recently become aware of this. It just fell into my spirit. And uh, I've noticed that as I relate and relay the messages that come within me, I actually find higher clarity on them by the, um, I don't know what to call this either. I guess the law of repetition. Uh, it's not one. It's not good enough to hear something just once. But when you share it, not necessarily all things, but either share it, write it down. You're reading a book, take notes. That kind of thing just cements knowledge within me. I need to. It's like me playing with a toy. I'll know every single button on it, but I have to play with it maybe three to four times first. Yeah, the keyboard has a lot of keys on it, but you give me a month, I know every key on the keyboard. I know what it does. I find myself becoming familiar with things at a, at a high rate. And I do this in all the aspects of my life because it's fun. So with that being shared, I just wanted to tap in, turn on and tune into this vibration today here on the Light Power podcast. And we just want to give everyone the opportunity to find us on Instagram at Light Power the content we post on Instagram is normally thought-provoking. It's normally insightful. It's normally creative and allowing you to realize that, yeah, you can shine too. So with that being said, this is Light Power. Shine so someone can see you. The link in our bio on Instagram will take you to our website. And from there, you can see the blogs that we have available and also the videos that we have available on YouTube. So with that being said, 
Take the opportunity to give something new to yourself. Take the opportunity to give yourself love that you know you can give. And I'll talk to you again soon. Peace. Wholeness, balance, and love. 
You are now listening to the Light Power Podcast. Shine so someone can see you. Yes, you can shine too. Today's podcast episode is one full of wonder. We're going to be discussing, well, the title of this podcast episode is, in fact, The Quest Within Questions. The Quest Within Questions. Before we get started with our message here today, we want to actually share a song from one of our sponsors, TEDx Genius. If you haven't heard of TEDx Genius, go ahead and check out TEDxGenius.com. It's probably the most inspirational website you can find with loads of content available for free. So here is one of the tracks from TEDx Genius audio files and this audio file is amazing and it's a great way for us to open up our open up our spirit open up our mind and just to find the proper feeling for this podcast episode today so i am deeply inspired and so so excited to share this with you tedx genius So when I'm off purpose, I'm not experiencing the joy. And so when you're not experiencing joy, you want to be asking yourself, what is it that I want to be experiencing that would bring me joy right now? And go into that, and then you'll be more in touch with your purpose, with your purpose, with your purpose, and then you'll be more in touch with your purpose. I noticed recently I got into what I called my recent malaise. I was not feeling very happy. I teach happiness and joy and fulfillment and success, and I wasn't feeling it. And I was trying to figure out what is it that's going on that's creating that. And I realized that when I got in touch with my purpose a number of years ago, one of the aspects of that was working with large groups of people, live audiences like we have here in the studio today. So what was happening is this work we're doing is moving more and more toward the internet. It's more and more toward websites and teleseminars. And you're sitting, or I'm sitting, at home on a phone or with a headset on doing this teleseminar and going into the studio and recording things you know we're recording video things we can put on our video emails and so and so forth and so forth and so forth and so and so forth and I wasn't feeling very fulfilled and so I began to look at that and what I realized was I was not doing the things I love to do which is interact with large groups of people and a lot of people are saying well that day's over it's not going to happen anymore and I know that's not true because you can't hug someone through the internet through the internet through the internet hug someone through the internet you can do guided visualizations but there's not the group energy that's present when you're in a group i think people today are hungering for community and my purpose has a lot to do with that so when i'm off purpose i'm not experiencing the joy and so when you're not experiencing joy you want to be asking yourself what is it that i want to be experiencing that would bring me joy right now and go into that and then you'll be more in touch with your purpose with your purpose with your purpose and then you'll be more in touch with your purpose so what fulfills me is live audiences large groups and community and inspiring and empowering people to live their highest vision so we're going to talk about that as well because i want you to live your highest vision in alignment with your purpose with your purpose vision in alignment with your purpose now one of the things we know is that your purpose will evolve over time in other words my purpose has always been about teaching 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 always been about teaching but i always found myself in these in these leadership positions i ended up as a high school teacher and then i started teaching teachers how to teach what self-esteem which is what i was interested in because i learned my students weren't motivated to learn to learn and i realized the reason they weren't motivated is that they didn't have belief that they could learn that the self-esteem was the issue 
issues. So I started learning about self-esteem and loving yourself and expressing yourself fully. And when I started teaching that, my students would flock to class. They'd do their homework. And I would have kids on probation. They were kicked out of school for a week, and they would sneak in just to go to my class because it was relevant to what they were really wanting to learn. So this teacher thing was evolving through these different professions, but the purpose to inspire and empower people was always there in a group context. So when I'm off purpose, I'm not experiencing the joy. And so when you're not experiencing joy, you want to be asking yourself, what is it that I want to be experiencing that would bring me joy right now and go into that, and then you'll be more in touch with your purpose, with your purpose, with your purpose, and then you'll be more in touch with your purpose. So what fulfills me is live audiences, large groups, and community, and inspiring and empowering people to live their highest vision. So we're going to talk about that as well, because I want you to live your highest vision in alignment with your purpose with your purpose vision in alignment with your purpose so your purpose could be to help uplift people and make them laugh laugh but you could do that as a stand-up comic you could do it as a doctor like patch adam i met a bus driver once in connecticut and his purpose was joy and humor and he was a bus driver bus driver bus driver and his purpose was joy and humor and what he would do is he had one of those buses with a microphone and when people get on the bus he'd start making them laugh on their way to work and people would be all happy when they got off the bus off the bus off the bus happy when they got off the bus so it's the form that you take to fulfill your purpose may look very different you could be a doctor a healer a nurse so don't get hung up on forms, like my purpose is to be a writer, or maybe your purpose is to write screenplays, it's to write poetry, or it's to tell stories, or it's to a storytelling conference, but you're still doing that story, bringing stories into life for people, but the form could change in many, many ways. So when I'm off purpose, I'm not experiencing the joy, and so when you're not experiencing joy, you want to be asking yourself, what is it that I want to be experiencing that would bring me joy right now, and go into that, and then you'll be more in touch with your purpose, with your purpose with your purpose and then you'll be more in touch with your purpose so what fulfills me is live audiences large groups and community and inspiring and empowering people to live their highest vision so we're going to talk about that as well because i want you to live your highest vision in alignment with your purpose with your purpose vision in alignment with your purpose so when i'm off purpose i'm not experiencing the joy and so when you're not experiencing joy you want to be are you experiencing the joy in your life right now what a great message. What a great message. You are listening to the Light Power Podcast, and you have just heard from our sponsor, TEDx Genius, one of the most inspirational platforms available today. If you have something that's um, more on fire, go ahead and let us know on Instagram at Light Power. Uh, we also available on YouTube at light power so for us to jump right into our concept for today the quest within questions i want to just leave that um that music with a question am i off purpose am i off purpose and if i am am i experiencing joy Am I experiencing joy? See, the great thing about questions we're going to actually learn more about today because that's the quest that we're going to be going on. So right now I'm going to share a story, a short story that will help us to identify what happens when questions are asked and also what happens when statements are brought forth. 
So this uh, story that I'll be sharing here is actually about Uncle Stephen. Uncle Stephen is an 89-year-old architect who lives in Kentucky. Um, his family is actually on the other side of Kentucky, so he takes a, a boat. <laughs> a boat? He takes a bus to meet his family for uh, the holidays. So as Uncle Stephen is arriving to his house, or his home, um, everyone greets him. They haven't seen him in about a year because he's so busy working. So everyone is greeting him. Granddad's home. Granddad's home. This is going on. That's going on. And he's a very, very healthy old man. Though his age seems that he should be old, he's very youthful and energetic. He actually has no health issues or any symptoms of illness. So for his lifestyle to be the way it is, it's kind of a shocker for him to show up on his own at 89 years old. So as he enters into the house, uh, one of the relatives, a younger a younger person by the name of Charlie, says, Granddad, it's such a good moment. I love every time you come over. Everyone's always so happy. And he smiles, hugs him, lifts him up, and says, I've missed you. It's been such a long time. Cindy, who is Charlie's sister, says, Granddad, you look so young. What are you doing? And Granddad's just smiling, cheesing, and making his way over to hug her as well. So at this point in the story, there is a fork in the road. There are two different outcomes with this story. So I'm going to go ahead and share it with you the first outcome. And then I'll double back and share with you the second outcome. So the first outcome is um, Uncle Stephen actually has something on his mind. And he wants to share it because it's very urgent. So he says, what are we having for dinner. And the moment that question is asked, we have to understand what will happen in the minds of those people who are there. Beyond Charlie and Cindy, there are also the parents. So when he asks, what are we eating for dinner? Everybody is going to ask themselves that same question. Charlie might be thinking, hmm, I don't know what we're eating for dinner, but I know I'm about to eat this muffin before dinner. And Cindy also says, hmm, that spaghetti yesterday was so good. Are we eating that for dinner? The mom is actually standing on the stairs, and she already knows what's for dinner. So in her mind, she says, oh, wait till I tell them about the ravioli I made. So what is happening in this first outcome of the story is that the question, once it's being heard, causes for the other individuals to ponder upon the answer. And this is something that we just need to take note of. So in the second outcome, uh, Uncle Stephen still has something on his mind, but he actually just blurts it out because it's on his mind and he just feels like there's so much going on. He just wants to say what he feels. So in the second outcome, Uncle Stephen says, I'm starving. I hope you guys have some plantains. That's my favorite. Right. So once that once that information is being released and is being heard, Charlie hates plantains. And that's probably what he's going to think first. Cindy might say, oh, my goodness, I ate plantains yesterday and I don't think we bought any more. The mom might might think um, that's not what I made for dinner. 
So with all of these different responses, as the statement was said, it kind of closed the mind just to find a conclusion. It's more like a response because the statement, <clears throat> excuse me, the statement is actually capturing the mind on a specific point of information rather than the question which calls for the opportunity to wander, to ponder, to conceptualize, to create within the mind different outcomes and different ways of what could possibly happen. So with this story, the understanding that we are receiving from this is that a statement closes the mind on a specific point and a question opens the mind to most all the available understandings that could be possible. Although the thinker or the individual might not just think of everything and say all of them, but it's more likely that they reach for something that's not in their immediate awareness with a question. A question causes you to go on a quest as we look at the spelling Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N. The definition of a quest as I've actually put up here, I'm going to read it. The definition of a quest is a long or arduous search for something. A search for something. So the quest that we find ourselves on can be promoted or provoked with questions. And that is why we ended the soundtrack with a question, am I off purpose? Because we were listening as Jack Canfield, who is the speaker in that, um, that audio file, Jack Canfield was allowing us to understand how at a point in time he was off purpose because he didn't have within his life experience certain concepts that are very pertinent to him, that are very valuable to him, that he feels that he is more likely growing from. I, uh, some of the things that he said, if I remember correctly, were community. And I remember that one very vividly because that's one that I know I need. And that's what I was actually digesting as I was listening to this music. Um, but back to the question, we, we just wanted to have this clear on clear moment to understand that a question opens the mind and a statement will close the mind. So um, our next segment in this podcast episode is we want to actually go on our own individual quest. And I've been sitting with a long list of questions for the last two weeks, and there are a few of them that I would like to share. So as I get that ready on this side over here, I would like to ask you if there are any things in your life that you actually feel it's, need, it's time to question yourself about. <clears throat> are there any things that if you were to ask questions about, would you be able to resist your action that is brought forth? When you realize that, you know, there are a couple things that if you change or do in a different way, you can actually have the results that you're looking for, looking forward to in life. Because if that was the case, then I urge you and I support you in the process of questioning within to do that inner questioning so that you can have your mental factory working in an order that is beyond ex excellent. So as we get our 
question audio in line and in order, we will go ahead and take our quest within questions. So before we get started, I would urge you to find yourself in a nice position, a position where your spine is straight and aligned, a position where you're not slouched. You could be laying down anywhere that's comfortable. And if you have access to headphones, uh, this would be a great time to use them. So let's actually join and begin the quest within questions. What am I happy about? What would it look like if I could be happy anytime? Why am I always at the right place at the right time? Why am I so lucky? What would I need to change immediately to improve my relationships? Where will I go with my new abundance? Who could assist me with my success? What things do I have to be grateful for? Why am I always the happiest person in the room? Why does it feel so good to smile? What would it look like to create the life of my dreams? Who can help me reach my goals faster? Who will I be able to help with my new levels of success? Why am I so fruitful? What do my dreams fulfilled feel like? What if all of my relationships were harmonious? Why do I succeed at everything I do? How can I create better relationships in my life? What if something better than what I expected comes into my life? What is the best thing that can happen to me today? 
How am I always at the right place? How can I be more magnetic? What things do I have to be grateful for? What do I need to help me reach my goals faster? What will I gain by asking myself these questions? How can I be happier? Why do my cells function so perfectly? Where will I go with this new abundance? say myself the things that were coming to my mind and coming into my awareness were just things that I haven't really reached for in such a long time I was able to feel a, a long duration of like blissful compassion and I just felt so filled I hope you did the same you're listening to the Light Power Podcast. And actually for our last segment, we just wanted to go through a couple of examples in different times and moments in our life where we might respond with a statement. And we want to just check and see what will happen if we actually switch and respond with a question. Now, I actually should have written these questions down, but since I didn't, I'll just use my awareness and we'll just see how this goes. One thing that I actually see a lot in my consultations is the idea of money. So occasionally we always find ourselves transacting somewhere, whether on the internet, at a store, buying groceries or anything. What happens when you see something that you could benefit from with a hefty price tag on it? Some people might respond with a statement. Sometimes it sounds like, nah, I'm too broke for that. That costs too much money. I can't afford it. I don't have enough money for that. And in this scenario, we are using our experience to focus our mind in an area of lack of not enoughness if that's a word if not I just made it up but we don't actually need to stay there one because there's no power there we can't transform the situation from there so a question that we might be able to ask is How can I afford this? What would it take 
for me to create the money that I need for this? What investments do I need to make to be able to afford this at a later time? These questions cause the mind to reach for solutions that would actually suffice in solving the problem that we are experiencing. This is very vital because the power of questioning can actually transform and liberate you from any particular situation in life. Um, that was really good. I'm thinking of another question, another statement. <laughs> this is light power. There's no script, man. <laughs> So let's see another example. We could be discussing solving a problem, right? Um, let's say our, a relative of ours, you know, shows up with their computer. They have an issue with the computer, and um, they are hoping that we have the solution to their problem. And sometimes we might not have the solution. So one way of uh, issuing a statement in this sense would be, I'm sorry, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to fix that. I'm not sure why it's not working. And these statements, although are true, they actually do not do or cause any change within the environment or within the circumstance to bring forth a solution. So there again, we are stuck within the realm of lack because we have neglected the use of questions. So a question that could be used in the same particular situation that would actually bring forth the solution for our relative and also assist us in building the habit of questioning would be something like, what do I need to know in order to fix this problem? What could have caused this problem? What can I ask the search engine in regards to this problem? How can I phrase this problem in a question? Where is the answer to this problem located? What does this situation say? And then with these questions, the mind is again given the opportunity to reach, to stretch, and to yearn for a solution that would actually remedy our problem. This is just phenomenal information, just phenomenal. I urge you to take advantage of the situations in your life by questioning with them. Because once you do, once you give yourself the opportunity, you might just be astounded by what you find. This is the Light Power Podcast, and I might just say that this is probably one of the best episodes that we have ever recorded. I am feeling more than fantastic 
recording this for our family everywhere globally wherever you can find us let me give you a couple ideas where you can find us you can find us on instagram at light power if you want to find our audio content you can find it on apple podcasts google play podcasts spotify and anchor which is a free podcast platform So as we are closing this podcast episode, we just want to say a big thank you to everyone who has reached out to share their thoughts, feelings, and opinions on our content that we release. We are moving towards having one podcast per week, which will be an amazing experience as we are growing with more Light Power members. We are shining so so y'all can see us and we hope and insp- and we hope that you are also shining so that we can see you. So with that being said, we are actually going to tap out of here in about a minute. Um, before we tap out, I actually want to share a message from TEDx Genius, and this is going to take us out as I'm getting this ready over here. I just want to say a big thank you to every listener from every platform and everyone who is shining your light into the world. Oh, that's a really good question. That goes great with what we just spoke about. So the question I'm going to ask is going to take us into our audio track before we are actually off of the podcast for this episode. So as I ask this question, I urge you to take a couple of deep breaths and just ponder as the answer comes to you. Just one moment here. All right. So here goes the question that we're leaving off with. How can I shine my light today? How can I shine my light today? This is Light Power. Thank you for listening.
for sure what his dream, the dream, is for you. Now, my little eight-year-old brain didn't really fully understand the power and depth of those words, but they sounded good enough for me to write them down and put them on my mirror. Those words, I am the master of my fate, I am the captain of my soul, became a mantra for me. What it said is, I am responsible for the choices that I make in my life. I am responsible. I am responsible. So, obviously, I grew up and was better able to articulate what those words really mean. And I discovered in physics, the third law of motion in physics says, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Reaction. Yet still and know for sure what his dream, the dream, is for you. Yet still and know for sure what his dream, the dream, is for you. So what does that mean? That means everything that you are putting out into the world, every action, 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 bam, there is an equal and opposite reaction. It means no matter what you do, the energy of what you do, what you say, and most important, the energy of who you are is going out into the world, into your home, into your relationships, and that energy is always coming back to you. You are responsible for the energy that you are pulling out into the world, because that very energy, bam, is coming right back to you every single time, whether you believe it or not, because it is law. It is law. It is law that what you put out into the world is coming back. Get still and know for sure what his dream, the dream, is for you. Get still and know for sure what his dream, the dream, is for you. In our country and many countries all over the world, they call this the golden rule. They say, do unto others as you would have them. Do unto you. Do unto you. Truth is, whatever you do is already done. Do is already done. The truth is, so when I learned this, that I am, I am the person who gets to control what comes back to me based upon what I'm putting out, out, out. I'm putting